Hey, what's going on, Dolphins fans? It is me, it's Bark. I'm back with you on the Back Row Dolphins show. And we're going to have a really solid, short, as usual show. Until we have a whole lot to talk about, there's not a whole lot to talk about. So let's dive right in, though. There is some good talking points this week on the show. And I do want to start out with a little bit of shade. I'm going to throw someone's way. Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas of the New Orleans Saints, him and Devontae Parker recently got into a bit of a social media war, which was ridiculous. Uh, The gist of the war basically boiled down to one thing, divas, Michael Thomas being a diva. So somebody posted like an A and B scenario, pick one or the other. It was like, what was more impressive, Michael Thomas doing this or Devontae Parker doing that? I do remember the Devontae Parker part was him beating uh, Stephon Gilmore for a reception, and Stephon Gilmore was like NFL Defensive Player of the Year. And so this social media post asked people to vote A or B, and Devontae Parker himself chimed in and voted for himself uh, option B, to which Michael Thomas basically said, Five years of nothing, and now now you think you're something. Come on, Michael Thomas. Come on. Devontae Parker was just having a good time. Uh, it, it, it was 90% Michael Thomas being an absolute biatch. And then Devontae Parker finally gave in a little bit and said, if I was targeted 300 times a season, I would put up those numbers as well. So... Man, Devontae Parker won me over a little bit in this exchange by being just a little bit more common sense, humble, whatever you want to call it, not being a diva. I mean, Devontae Parker tried to have fun with it, literally told Michael Thomas to quit crying, which is what Michael Thomas does. He is a cry baby, son. He's one of the best in the NFL. We all give him credit, but my God. Be humble, Michael Thomas. Quit being such a diva. That that's that's really I had to vent. I had to vent about Michael Thomas. I'm an O I live in Ohio. I wish the best for the Buckeyes every season. I'm not huge into college football, but I do wish the Dolphins the or the Dolphins, the Buckeyes the best every season. I I care whether they win or lose, and here I am just disgusted with Michael Thomas. <sighs> Man. Okay, moving on. So then an article comes out basically stating that the offensive coordinator change away from Chad O'Shea was apparently because he was trying to implement too complex of an offense for a team with a lot of young guys, not a lot of veteran presences, and not a lot of It didn't say this, but I took it this way. Not a lot of cerebral players on the roster. So implementing a complex offense just doesn't seem like that great of an idea for a team that was that 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 was basically in the beginning of a rebuild. You don't want to run a Patriot style offense. The personnel is not there. It it just didn't make sense. So I was a little surprised by the firing of Chad O'Shea, especially considering he came with Brian Flores from New England. I was kind of surprised, but now it makes sense. That being the reasoning makes more sense. So moving over uh, to this new, more basic Chan Gailey offense, 
And having Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's a Chan Gailey guy as well, has been a Chan Gailey guy, I should say, this makes a lot more sense. So simplified, it, it did. It took Miami's offense last year a really long time to get going, and this explains it. But I was still concerned. Like, if they finally picked it up a little, not in the run game, of course, now we're transitioning out. Maybe maybe this will be super easy for them from here on out going to a more basic offense. So that does explain a lot. That explains why Chad O'Shea was ousted, why Chan Gailey was brought in. Now it's a matter of uh, is Chan Gailey going to be the right guy for Tua Tagovailoa because Tua's next man up. So is, is Chan Gailey's offense going to be right for Tua? We will find out. So moving on from that, we do also have a lot of rumblings about Josh Rosen, the Rosen one, getting trade interest. Why couldn't this happen during the NFL draft? Why? Here's here's my outlook on the Rosen situation. So Ryan Fitzpatrick, this guy's not going to be around for long. We love him. I kind of hope he's around for long because I really have always enjoyed him as a player. And I mean, there honestly couldn't be a better veteran presence on the team. He's uplifting. He's comical. He's very cool with being a mentor. And he just seems like an all-around absolutely wonderful guy. So I hope Ryan Fitzpatrick is around for a long, long time in some capacity with this team. I think this is a perfect opportunity for Miami to lock him down on some level, whether it's to be, you know, a future coaching position or something, a consultant, something. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, I would love to see Ryan Fitzpatrick in Miami long-term in some capacity. So that being said, maybe trading Josh Rosen doesn't actually make a ton of sense because we've got a young guy that we're probably not getting more than a fourth round pick for. Let's be honest. He went from first rounder to being dealt for a second. He's not going to fetch a second rounder again. It's going to be a fourth or later. So what do we do? Do we hold on to Rosen as the backup and injury insurance for Tua? I, I would like to say yes to that. I want that to be the situation. It's not like we're paying Josh Rosen a ton. He's in his rookie contract still. There's not a lot of downside to keeping him. The only problem is, is Josh Rosen okay with staying in a backup capacity? I don't think he is. So so I do think ultimately, and I do think he deserves a fair shake, but with the quarterback market completely saturated, I don't know where he's going to get that shake at. I honestly think his best situation might just be Miami behind to attack of Loa, who we all know, even though we don't want to talk about it is an injury risk. So Rosen's best opportunity to play might just be right where he is right now. But if a team throws a third or a fourth at us, I think you got to take it. I think you got to take the third. I think you got to take the fourth. I think any lower, there's really no reason to do it. This is his third season. There should be a four-year contract. He's a first-rounder, so we should have a very cheap, high-upside young quarterback for two more seasons. Now, if you want to trade him next year for less than a fourth, okay, cool. But maybe we need to see what we have in Rosen. 
behind a better line with better weapons in the rebuild. Who knows? We may go into camp. Rosen may be lights out. He he may be able to hold off to a tag of Loa, not on a talent basis, but let's take it really slow with Tua. Let's really give it the full year. Let's not let him play at all. Let's play Fitzpatrick and Rosen if we need to. Let Tua sit. Let Tua learn. Prepare him completely. Give his body all the healing that he needs. Maybe we just need to stick with Rosen. Now, like I said, third or fourth rounder, have at it. The, the quarterback market is saturated. There's still free agent guys out there on the the wire, so to speak. So we get a good enough offer. I think you got to take it. I, I think you got to take it. Sadly, the only guy I can think of to possibly come in and take Rosen's place that's on the free agent wire right now is Cody Kessler. Not, not a terrible addition. Uh, I've always thought Cody Kessler was a decent quarterback, but it is down to that unless you go with Cam Newton, which makes no sense after drafting Tua. So looking at the free agent market, uh, it it really does look like the smart way to go to keep Josh Rosen. Now, Malcolm Perry, our rookie out of Navy, has quarterback experience, so maybe that's part of the plan. Like if we do trade Josh Rosen, Maybe Malcolm Perry becomes that number three, and we've got a guy that we know knows how to play quarterback. That that would be something interesting to lean on if Josh Rosen were indeed traded. But that is a risky predicament, a very risky predicament. So an old Fitzpatrick, a young injury-prone to a Tagovailoa, and Malcolm Perry, a five foot eight, I believe, <laughs> quarterback out of Navy. That would be. That would be very interesting. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes out. But one thing is for damn sure, we're all excited. We're all very excited to see these guys get into camp, see what some of the undrafted guys can do to make this team, see what happens with Rosen, see what happens with a guy like Malcolm Perry, who's just very intriguing. Go watch the tape. Go look up some Malcolm Perry highlights uh, and, and just, just watch this guy when he gets the ball. He's very slippery. Nice acceleration. The long speed isn't amazing, but it's good. He's a very interesting piece to, to throw into this offense. There's a lot of things we can do. He's he's kind of, uh, you know, he could be the next Ronnie Brown on this team as far as what he can do with the football in his hand. So now I'm just speaking about Ronnie Brown out of the Wildcat. It wasn't like he was a great thrower or anything like that, but he, he was adequate. So this, this could be a very interesting addition to the Dolphins. So that's all I've got on, well, everything. Uh, not a lot of news going on. We're basically just touching on the news until we get something to report about. But that being said, still excited to talk Dolphins news each and every week. Be sure to check out the Back Row Fantasy Show. That is the mothership of the Back Row Network is the Back Row Fantasy Show. Probably the best show I'm a part of. So check that out and also check out the other teams on the network. 13 of them currently still looking for more. So if you want to do a podcast on your favorite team, it's probably not going to happen. Your favorite team's probably Miami if you're listening to this. And I can't relinquish my spot. But if you do have another team, if you're one of those weird folks that have two favorite teams or try to justify that AFC and NFC is okay to have favorite teams out of, hit me up at Bark Back Row on Twitter. 
maybe you can hop into the network and do a podcast about your team, as long as it's not Miami or one of the other 12 teams on the network. Thanks for listening. Go Fins. We'll see you guys next week.